welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is your host, Sarah Hardunger, and this is the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. This is the first time I've ever recorded live from my closet, so that's an interesting experience. We are having some very unfortunately timed roofing work done on our new house, and so I am trying my best not to have background noise come into this podcast. As you might imagine, as someone who generally has a quote-unquote real job, I do have to fit my recording into the crevices when I can, whether it's a lunch break or an earlier morning. And so I often don't have a lot of flexibility to just reschedule if something like background noise is going on. So I hope it's not too bad. And I hope you enjoy this really fun Q&A episode because I've been saving up some of these great questions and I'm so excited to share them with you today. So with that, I'm going to open with our planner piece segment. This might be our first audio planner piece, so let this serve as a reminder that you too can send in your planner piece situation via audio file by using the SpeakPipe icon. You could also just do a digital audio file on your phone and email it to me at shoeboxblog at gmail.com, S-H-U. B-O-X-B-L-O-G at gmail.com. It's easier than ever to share audio now. So that is always an option if you're interested in hearing your voice on this podcast. So here we go. Here comes Tara's wonderful planner piece submission. Hi, Sarah. This is Tara, and I'm speak piping from Long Island, New York to talk to you about my planner piece, which I owe in large part to you. Before the pandemic, I was a, a very devout bullet journaler. And now I have moved into the Techo cousin, the Hobonichi. Basically, I needed more structure and it's absolutely fantastic. I use every single section. I use the daily section for basically a junk drawer of my day where I just jot down absolutely anything I'm thinking. That later gets transferred into my weekly section where I have all of the day's plans in time order. And then I use the bottom section as a bullet journal-like to-do list. So I move everything from that's in my daily into different parts of my weekly for like a bullet journal-like migration. Then I use my monthly section to go through anytime I'm having anything on like medical symptoms, a headache, a bad mood, try to track that. I put anything like that. I use it sort of as an after effect and not from a planning standpoint. And I use the yearly page that goes through every day of the year as a habit tracker. And it's absolutely wonderful having like that graded system and how it works. It really keeps everything together. Thank you so much. All right. We are back. So I hope you got a lot out of that. I always love when my listeners have learned about Hobonichi from me and have figured out unique ways to combine different systems, which it definitely sounds like Tara has. So again, please keep those submissions coming. They are so much fun to listen to and to read. So the first question I'm going to answer today is that someone recently posted a comment on my blog asking about my current planner lineup. And I think I have been speaking about the products that I do currently use fairly often, but since, to be fair, I do switch pretty rapidly, it does seem kind of fair for me to have to provide a more complete update so you know what I'm actually doing from day to day. I'm not sure I'm at planner peace, but I do feel pretty darn close these days. My system is really working for me. I'm not finding that things are falling through the cracks 
but it also may just be that I'm in sort of an up portion of life right now as life ebbs and flows. So who knows? It's hard to know what I can pin on the system and what I can pin on just life itself. So my current lineup, I'll go from kind of more global to more specific. First is my Hobonichi five-year journal. I'm continuing to use that almost every single day. I actually have one of my daily tasks that I'm tracking in my Cultivate What Matters power sheets that I'll mention in a little bit as an item that I fill out my five-year journal for the day. So I've been really good about keeping that active and I very much enjoy using that. I really set the bar very low, by the way, when I use it. I don't do like a fancy layout. There's not usually stickers. Every once in a blue moon, I'll print out a photo sticker, but that's certainly not something that I'm doing all the time. Generally, I'm just taking a pen, sometimes one of those tripless fine liners, and just writing a few lines about what went on that day because I'm finding that even the simplest entries uh, from a year ago are really fun to read now. So I just think keeping that up Setting the bar low, making it attainable is the most important thing. And it is a fun way to capture highlights and lowlights from my life as it stands right now. The next thing I am using regularly is the Cultivate What Matters Power Sheets. I did include this in my yearly planner lineup, so I guess it has stood so far. I think I've used almost every month and definitely May. I've been referencing my, um, there's like one page that you fill out for each month where you put in monthly, weekly, and daily goals. So it serves as kind of a nice habit tracker. And this is actually kind of the most consistently I've been looking at it. I pretty much look at it every single day because I've been filling out my habit tracker and it's been serving me really well to keep me reminded of my monthly goals in particular. I find that monthly goals can be slippery sometimes because a month is like, you know, it's actually pretty short, but it feels long when you're writing the goals at the outset. So it's been very helpful for me to look at that each day and remember what I really wanted to accomplish during this busy month of May. The next one is my Hemlock and Oak Undated Weekly, which I did a detailed review, approximately two episodes. I'll try to link that in the show notes for anyone that didn't hear it. I absolutely love using the Hemlock and Oak Planner. It's a linen-bound planner with beautiful paper. I went through and dated it myself since I do have the undated version. And I am now officially a Hemlock and Oak affiliate, which just means I have a special link where if you use it, you can get 10% off and I get a small commission as well. So if you're interested in trying Hemlock and Oak, I'd love it if you use my link. Of course, no pressure. Also fine to try it and not use my link. I just think everyone should give this planner a try. And I'm super Super excited to um, move to their dated version for next year. I'm already planning that far ahead. That's how much I love it. So that's where I keep my kind of calendar. And I have rows along the bottom, as I've mentioned, where I keep my kids' activities, my planned workout for the day, and then the dinner plan for that night. So I kind of have that along the bottom. And that's where I just basically keep my schedule as well as my to-dos that I've identified for the week as priorities. I also um, am using the Full Focus Planner. Again, I know I've been off and on with that, but I really do enjoy using it and find that it does help keep me focused and kind of centered around my goals each day. So I began using that on May 1st. I started a new one. There are three-month quarterly planners, and I've been pretty much using that every day. I plan to fill it up, and by the time our Q3 of summer is coming to an end, I have something else up my sleeve that I will probably jump into that I will talk about on a future episode. But for right now, it's serving me really well. One highlight of how I'm using that is I decided to repurpose the rolling quarters section in the beginning to track my reading, and I'm finding it really motivating and fun to see which books I'm getting through both nonfiction and 
novels. The next things I'm using are digital, but I feel like I should mention them anyway since they play such an important role in helping keep me organized. The first is Apple Notes. You guys know I'm a devotee of this incredibly simple system. It continues to just reap benefits. For example, when I had my kids' medical forms done at their last pediatrician appointment, I saved those PDFs in the kids section. And that is really, really helpful. So um, I've had to refer to that many times. And I just think feel like this is one of those apps that's just so simple but works so well. And the fact that it works across all the platforms that I use is super helpful. I also use it to corral all of your questions, the audio files, my show notes, the ads. So it is simple. And I'm sure there are more sophisticated ways of doing things. In fact, I know there are because the podcasting editing company uses some really fancy things where I upload stuff to them. But for my purposes, it works as a glorified digital filing cabinet. And I love it. I am still using Todoist, although admittedly not as frequently as I had been previously. I am using Todoist, although I guess not as frequently as I had been. I found that I just wasn't looking at it all the time. So I've kind of scaled back and had it made just for themed lists, like things we want to do in our house, things to get ready for camp. And I do have my quintile goals in there as well as my yearly goals, but I'm not using it as much for my kind of more zoomed in stuff like I have in my paper planners or my notes system. And then finally, no list would be complete without a shout out of my physical kind of corralling areas, which are a small desktop file that I keep things that I need like really soon or just that I want at hands reach, as well as an organized 365 Sunday basket that I use in a totally unorthodox way, but works really well for me for keeping files that I really want at hands reach or to be reminded of frequently handy. So that's pretty much it for my current lineup. And after our ad break, we will go through a number of really nice questions I got from you listeners and readers. So I will be right back. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. We are now well into spring, and there's no better time to shop for beautiful cotton sweaters that can take us right into the next season. And definitely take a look at their dresses. They have so many pretty ones. I'm obsessed with the day dress. It's so classic and versatile. Plus, everything in their collection is designed so intentionally that you can style pieces together without a second thought. All of their sweaters and tops pair with jeans, work pants, and more, and can be styled to fit practically any occasion. Find your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code PLANS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code PLANS50 to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com slash plans50 
and use code PLANS50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code PLANS50, P-L-A-N-S 50, at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, I am back. And the first question we have is from Elizabeth. And I will pause so that we can play that question. Hi, Sarah. It's Liz from Canada. I heard a couple of people on your podcast recently. I've been going through a lot of the old episodes asking about planning with a spouse and kind of how to do that. Something I found really helpful is Avi Tal from The Parenting Junkie has a short course, more of like a, almost like a, a bunch of worksheets in her Create Vision program. And you can just purchase it for a fairly low price. And it's um, it kind of guides you through making a yearly, a five-year and a 10-year plan with your spouse about basically what you want your family life to look like. We have done this once. I plan on doing it again. I find there's a lot of things that we just tend to assume the other person agrees on. And it turns out that we need a lot more discussion. Anyway, just wanted to pass that on. Love your podcast. All right, we are back. So actually, to be fair, that was not a question, but a comment. But I just thought it sounded like such a lovely thing to do with a partner. And it is something that I might consider printing out and purchasing because my husband and I do have a little mini trip coming up. And I just thought this might be really fun, especially the really longer term visioning, which is not something that we have formally done together. So super excited about that. And for those of you who have previously asked about planning with a partner, maybe this would be a useful tool. So if anybody goes ahead and gives it a try, please let me know. All right. The next question comes from a listener named Nahama. All right. She writes, Hi, Sarah. I've never written to any blogger or podcast host before, but I love your work and everything you have to say about planning in general. I just started using the Hemlock and Oak online weekly printables at your suggestion and loving it so far. I don't know if you've ever talked about this before, but how do you deal with schedule changes in the week when using a paper planner? I love how I can lay out my week on paper, but due to the nature of my work meetings, they're always being shuffled and rescheduled, and I'm frustrated by all the crossing out and rewrites on the paper. Do you have a good way to deal with this? Thank you so much, and I hope today is going better. This was written after I had kind of a rough day and a rough week. Thankfully, things are better now. All right. Love this question because I have started to have a strategy for this. Maybe it was born out of 2020 where I learned it can be really annoying when you basically have to cross out your entire week because it's all changed. But I also purchased on a whim these really cute little sticky notes from the brand Papirian, which I believe is a Korean stationery brand. I will correct in the notes if I'm wrong. Most of what they sell is Korean or Japanese. And I think Papirian is Korean. Anyway, they're the cutest little sticky notes, and I have started to use them for things that I like think probably will happen but might not happen, and they have really helped me on a number of occasions when things get canceled and I have to move things around. So I guess that's my chosen 
method for things that really do seem like they might be tentative. However, sometimes I don't realize something is tentative and it's still canceled or I get another invite that I really has to take priority or someone's sick or something like that. And I have embraced just drawing a neat little arrow and writing rescheduled and then for when. Truthfully, you cannot be perfect on paper and that's okay. You can still keep it neat even if things have to change. But yeah, stickies for things that are tentative or uncertain or hey, stickies for like a week that you're trying to move around or coordinate. I have to plan residency orientation and there's about 15 moving parts and I was tempted to write it all down in ink in my planner, but then just realized, oof, this is a very complex machine that might get changed around and I found it easier to make little stickies for each event so I could move them around at will. So that's been really helpful. All right, love that question. The next question comes from Heather. Hi, Sarah. I've been a PowerSheets and Full Focus Planner combination user for the last year, and it's working well for me. I should proclaim planner peace and just stick with it. However, I'm curious about ringbound planners. While I love the Full Focus two-page daily spread so that there's plenty of room for notes, I use this page for kid temperatures and med tracking when they're sick, which feels like all the time lately, work meetings, volunteer commitment planning, and other assorted notes throughout the day. I don't love the ivory paper colored in the neutral full focus options, nor the colors available that have white paper. This seems silly, but I hate the way it looks when I use white background stickers from Cultivate What Matters and All She Wrote Notes. I've never used Erin Condren, but I've checked them out after your recent new releases episode and think their ring-bound daily pages supplemented with blank notes pages as needed could be a good fit, especially since they're white. Do all A5 ring-bound planner pages work with any cover across brands? What are other brands you've heard of or tried with A5 ring-bound planners? I love the idea of endless customization. Heather, I decided to read your entire question because I wanted to just make one comment, which is that you wanted a neutral colored full focus option with white paper inside. And I guess I would just encourage you to take one more look at the olive because the olive is very professional and neutral, but it does have the bright white paper inside. It does have like a liner that's a little bit floral and maybe reads a little bit feminine, but perhaps that could be covered up with something else. Um, or you could figure out some other way to do that if you wanted to. So it definitely seems like there is an industry standard for a six ring A5 size because I looked on Amazon, I looked on a number of brands and they all have three rings arranged in one quote unquote standard configuration. So I think that is one kind of helpful thing to know that there is some standardization there. However, before you purchase, you do kind of want to make sure that it looks like it does fit, you know, the standard. And a lot of times if you're not sure and you want to pair one cover with one kind of insert, a quick Google or YouTube will probably find someone who's tried that combination before unless you're getting really, really exotic. So that's one thing to think about. I definitely think Erin Condren sounds like it would be a really nice option for you. The Erin Condren paper is bright white. And if you like both Cultivate and Full Focus, I think they'll be right up your alley. And in fact, once you try their paper, you may not be able to resist <laughs> buying more. I love that they've uh, introduced an A5 ring bound system for more customization. And you could always combine some of their stuff with other inserts, especially because it looks like they use the standard six rings for A5. Another company that looks really nice for inserts is Cloth and Paper. I've heard wonderful things about their paper and their quality, and they have more of like a modern aesthetic. So those two might be really nice to combine. And finally, I wanted to give a shout out to Notique, N-O-T-I-Q. They make gorgeous planner covers that are incredibly professional looking. And since you mentioned the full focus colors not being as professional as you wanted... 
that might be important to you. These are really kind of classy, high quality. Some come in like crocodile or leather-like. And they're just very, very pretty. And they could be paired with their own inserts, cloth and paper inserts, or even Erin Condren inserts if you wanted that. So it's true. There are almost endless possibilities when it comes to a ring bound system. And so hopefully that's helpful for you. And then finally, our last question comes from a listener named Sarah. And I will let her ask her question. Hi, Sarah. My name is Sarah too. I'm a graduate student studying um, school counseling and clinical mental health counseling. So my days volley back and forth between days on campus for classes and then full days at internship at a school and then another day at a clinical internship. And then I also teach fitness. So my days are are very full, like so many of um, your listeners, and I know you are too. And my planner, I love it. It's a Kate Spade planner. But something that I think is a little unique is that I actually feel more anxious seeing everything I have to do listed out on the day. And instead, one of my favorite calming rituals is at the end of the day to write down everything that I did. But as you can probably assume, sometimes I'm finding myself maybe missing little deadlines for classes or things like that, or just forgetting little things. It hasn't been a huge deal, but I wondered if you had any thoughts about a planner that could serve as a way to keep track of what my day looks like, but also has that blank space that I can come in at the end of the day and fill in everything. Like I said, when I see everything written out, it makes me feel more anxious and then I worry that I won't get everything done. Right now, I've started to write things out on a sticky note that I have to get done during the day and just keeping my actual planner clean. But, you know, I feel like that maybe is what a planner is for is to keep track. So anyway, just wondered what your thoughts were. I love your podcast and thank you so much. So this was so interesting to me because I have mentioned before that writing out everything that I'd like to get done in a day and also writing out my schedule for the day actually helps me to tone down anxiety because I feel much more anxious when I have this vague sense that I have so much to do or infinite number of things to do and how am I even going to choose and what should I do first? So I just think this is such an interesting juxtaposition. I do wonder if perhaps the reason you're getting anxious is you're writing down more than is realistic to do in one day. Like, are you really taking that five, 10 minutes, take a deep breath, look at your daily schedule, write it down, and then thinking about what realistically can fit into that day? Because I definitely do know I tend to get anxious when I'm putting too many items down than realistically fit or just slapping my entire weekly to-do list down next to my daily schedule. And yeah, there's a mismatch. So that can definitely increase stress. If it's not that, and you just really, really prefer to not look at your list for the day, perhaps you might at least think about making a top three, in which case full focus might be an interesting option for you because you could put your top three tasks or events for the day in that section and then maybe write down the things that you did in the other tasks section. And that leaves plenty of space for notes as well. Other really open and the dailies that came to my mind would be the Hemlock and Oak, as I mentioned previously, their undated daily. The Sprouted Planner, which is a planner I reviewed previously, and the creator specifically wanted it to be a planner that didn't stress you out and that really emphasized community and positivity. And so that might be a great option for you. And then finally, there's also Hobonichi with the blank page for each day, incredibly open-ended and can be useful. 
So that's it for this episode. It has been wonderful to answer your questions. Please keep your questions coming. I hope the background noise today was minimal. I will really try not to record next time during any construction. But I really hope this episode was helpful for some of you. And please keep those planner piece submissions and questions coming. As always, you can find the show notes and I'll link to various products that I mentioned today on theshoebox.com. T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com and just click on the best laid plans icon. Thank you so much and have a wonderful week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's Voices Amplified.